We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Experience! Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings 2021 Wells Fargo Championship. Bets, one and done. Picks. Full preview for you. No DraftKings show this week. As you might know, the show is coming out a little bit later than normal. So remember, just as always, to smash the like button. Give me your winner in the comment section. If you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, rate, review, subscribe, all that fun stuff. We're going to be having some major giveaways for a major season which is coming out in about two weeks, PGA Championship. We have a nice, like, exhibition event with the Byron Nelson next week. I mean, every 50-to-1 winner counts all the same, but, I mean, it's Byron Nelson who gives a shit. No one is the answer to that. Maybe Byron Nelson's grandson cares that the Byron Nelson is still going on. The rest of us probably going to take a pass on that. You might notice I am in a new studio. Uh, credit to Paul Shaughnessy for, and myself, obviously, and the movers for getting most of my equipment here. This is the temporary setup until I construct a new giant studio. So expect a lot of this shot, this one shot with me for the upcoming future. The audio, if you find it to be a bit hollow, we are working on that. There is a gigantic door that's right next to me. Uh, once I get that blocked off, it's going to sound a whole lot better. So you know, t- this is the first show that we're doing here. If you missed the Custies on Monday, shame on you. Go back and watch that. Nathan Hubbard and Matt Wiley joined me Tuesday to talk the business of golf. That was a really fascinating show. I highly recommend you go check that out. Thursday, Feinberg and I are going to be talking about a mid-season golf review uh, and maybe a look to the upcoming future so remember to tune in that then on friday it is gambling movie club myself pete overzet and davis maddock talking about the movie owning mahoney if you have not seen owning mahoney as of yet you should do it then watch that show because we're talking about that and telling like horrible gambling stories that i mean that i've been through that because pete and i were more of a gambling in person where davis you know he's like mr he's wired in 24 7 the guy's never been to a casino in his life So Pete and I share some fun casino stories from back in the day. Uh, Also, fantasynational.com. Listen, 
there's only one show with me this week. There's no write-up. There's no DraftKings preview, that kind of thing. So probably the less information you get from me and the more information you get from Fantasy National, the better it's going to be for you. So fantasynational.com slash mayo to get yourself 20% off. The newsletter is in the description. Subscribe to that for free. I'll have a post on Wednesday evening with the final bets and everything like that and a weather update and everything else that I find about this week's tournament and the DraftKings Listeners League. There's about 700 spots left. You can find the link in the description of this video and podcast. I just spent three minutes yammering on. It's time to bring in the man of the phoner board hour. I got him a new mic. I got him a new camera. The guy can't even figure it out. Jeff Feinberg's on the line. What is up? What is going on? No, listen, you kind of, I was prepared all day. We set it up audio version. I'm like even topless right now. So I was just a no setup for camera. You asked me late if I wanted to do it. I said, no, but, but um, like you, I'll, uh, we'll figure this out. We'll figure this out and we'll, uh, we'll hit a home run. So I'm not concerned. I'm not concerned one bit. You have that show coming out. You mentioned that we did a couple weeks ago and I feel like we spent a little bit of time talking about Sam Burns, ironically, and how great he started. And I don't don't think anything negative, but just in like how great of a season he had. Now, I don't think either of us were there last week, but um, yeah, nonetheless, this is uh, I don't know. What would we call this iteration of me and you like 4.0? Yeah, we're, we're, we're a long way from Rivers Phillip joining the line. I, I'm pretty sure in that show that I say that Sam Burns missed his window. So, you know, that's a curse from me from two weeks ago for a show that's not even out yet. But Sam, <laughs> Sam, Sam Burns and his social media manager, who is also Bryson's social media manager, you know, he's probably on top of this stuff. Congrats to Sam Burns. I saw a few people with some Sam Burns tickets. I got to find the guy's name, but a viewer of the show, Fantasy National member one, the $200,000 in the $15 contest. I'm going to find his name here. I've been, get, been seeing a, a lot of tweets pop up on the timeline right now. So I have to go oh, back. Oh, yeah, I saw that. He spelt my name wrong, but I don't care. No, he went to. sensitive. L- l- listen, he just won 200K. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, no, but- I mean, that, like, and then he reached out to me to, like, apologize. And I literally am like, like, I'm not sensitive about that at all. The fact that I'm bringing it up might make it seem like I'm sensitive. But trust me, like it's something I, I spell it the weird way. So it's just when you spell your name the wrong way, you have to totally accept people are going to screw it up, let alone a guy just won. Yeah, a huge score. There are multiple huge. uh saw a few big scores. So, yeah, credit. I certainly haven't been part of that. So. Good luck. Congrats to everyone. Yeah, maybe this is the week where I play like three lineups, hardly bet anything. This is going to be the week that I absolutely explode onto the DraftKings scene. Landon Wiegland. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. If not, you can tell me to go fuck off and slap me in the face with your 200K. But he did offer up some Millionaire Maker tickets for the PGA Championship as his way of giving back to the show. So I'm going to figure out the best way to do that. Probably something to do with the newsletter or ratings and reviews on the audio podcast because, you know, we could use more of those. But congratulations to you and thank you for giving back. And like he said, you know, he's been watching for years. He owes us dinner. You don't owe us anything. Put it this way. The fact that you won 200K probably makes you about even after listening to our picks for the past five years that's my take on it i'm proud of the work i've done not so much the last couple months though it's been so, bad uh, man we're in a rut right now I, the last I, one I, the I, last one i had was morikawa for me it was uh pre-tournament it's been bad i don't even want to go back there it was burger and i said i said it it's all on the tape 
when Finau couldn't make that happen at Riviera, when Homa gave him the gift to even get that to the playoff, like the dark crap, the dark clouds have, have um, come in on me and my ability to pick pre pre tournament. If I go like two months without a pre tournament, win, I start to like freak out, we're just, we're just about there, Pat. Fortunately, Sky and Tom have been keeping me afloat with the Euro. Oh yeah, show. yeah, yeah. So I, sure. I, I'm not personally in the hole all that much. I actually had a pretty good draft. I had one draft bet. So shout out Elliot Chris for JC Horn being first defensive player drafted. We grabbed that plus six fifty. There's something else that I hit too. Oh, the the clay colored stuff. I, I lost a bunch of money on the Derby. That didn't work out for me. Lost a bunch of money on golf. That didn't work out for me. So I need to start like recouping some of the stuff. Meany was giving me out shot props. He had like eight for eight the other night. So I've just other been... people are winning bets. Yeah. Other... I catched a bunch of those draft bets and yeah, I mean, I'm, I'd be scared to like, look at where my numbers would be if not for those like Euro bonuses that sky has hooked up and even credit to, uh, Cooley over there, Pat. He doubled. I don't think he bet the double, but he hit the Burmeester Burns both legs. And I'm pretty certain he was on like Leishman and, and Smith the week before. So I don't know. He's catching fire. Good for good for anyone catching winners. I'm happy to know when I'm putting money into the book with losers. You guys are taking out some winners, especially all those Burns tickets. Did you watch much of the Valspar? Because it's one of my favorite tournaments. I just didn't legit have an opportunity to sit down and watch it although i did see like i said i'm in quarantine right now so paul is quarantining with me my wife and my two kids we'll see how that's working out for him dogger pass is back tomorrow (laughs) by the way so cody paul will be in my seat cody will be on the line i'll be where paul is currently sitting hopefully we can figure out the audio situation but i looked through like i was catching part of the valspar when i took a second to sit down and i can see through my neighbor's living room like over where the tv is and they were both watching the valspar too i was like all right here we go this is a, this oh, is a nice. nice neighborly That's match. Vibe. I'm not going to lie, Pat. The Valspar Keegan put it, what, in the water? It was fun. It was interesting. Uh, Homa kind of backed off. And and no joke, I got into the seniors. I got into it. Weir and Daly and Toms. That's sort of where I spent the majority of those uh Final hours uh, on the back nine on Sunday. Yeah, sh- shout out to Uber driver Weir. He just won like s- surge fair charging for three straight years with his senior tour win. Did JD double the 72nd hole? Yeah, he put it in the water from like position A. Um, <laughs> wasn't a good look. The thing about Weir is, and we've made our jokes and the jokes were kind of fair, but like people close to him, Pat, like they, they, they were making a different joke for many years saying no. You people don't realize this guy. He's the only person I know who can't wait to turn 50. Like he has been in golf purgatory because he absolutely couldn't compete or even sniff um, anything when it came to, to the big boys. And he was still too young to be able to play in champions golf. So he was in that purgatory as a few guys get, get stuck in. Um, you know, who aren't as as consistent as a Steve Stricker type leading into their 50s. So credit to uh, full. Yeah. All, the awesome. Brooke. And now we're and I don't know, because Connors do Connor. I don't know. Who knows? It's Connors do. I mean, he would fit this trend. Like, Homo was playing really well. Homo wins. Matt Jones was playing really well. Matt Jones wins. Burns was playing really well, hit a slump, and then came back, and then he ends up winning. 
Maybe it's just one. Stuart Sink was playing well. He parlayed that into another win, his second of the season. So maybe there's something to that. I guess. I mean, I don't want to overrate it because I would also make the case when we discuss the board, Pat, that there are probably guys that are very equal to Connors um, who are very, who are hot also. Like he's not the only hot um, golfer, but yeah, I love this course. It's been a while since we've been here. I certainly had no piece of that huge home of win, but, but this is a staple event. And I, I always enjoy, uh, enjoy this one. Classic tree line course. I'm here for it. Yeah. Tree line course need to be a bit accurate off the tee, but bombers have had a lot of success here in the past. It is a par 71. That is 7,521 yards. That's daunting. Uh, Max Homa is the defending champion here. Uh, that was two years ago. And the year before that, I believe Brian Harmon ended up winning. But no, Jason Day won. The year before that was Harmon. But Harmon didn't win at this course. That was the year that the PGA Championship was at Quail Hollow. Justin Thomas won that year. I'm just, I didn't look into the stats until right now from last week. I didn't realize that Justin Thomas led the field Tita Green and lost almost seven strokes putting last week. So oh, we, yeah, he did everything. So he yeah. did everything. So if we get into the the faves for the tournament, Justin Thomas is the favorite. He is nine to one on DraftKings Sportsbook right now. Rom is ten to one. Bryson's fifteen. Xander's eighteen. Rory nineteen. Hovland and Webb are twenty. We'll call those guys the favorites. Twenty and down. I mean, just looking at those numbers, that really points to Justin Thomas more than anything than I probably could have looked at. Nah, I don't want to bet Justin Thomas. Those odds aren't big enough. I want to bet Bryson. Can Bryson win? Yeah, no, I was going to say the only two guys, well, I've bet someone that was 22, who you now mentioned at 20. Uh, I have bet Hovland, but um, Bryson or JT would be the only two guys really down the board I would consider. And I'm not kidding, Pat. Par 71, 7,500 yards. I would rather go... I might really regret this. I'd probably rather go to the well with Bryson as much as JT. If he puts, he wins, but that's a big question. Like that's, I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't really want to bet on JT putting. I don't, I don't. So I, I lean Bryson of that group, but I have bet Victor Hovland. And just to make a joke, um, I made a comment earlier today on the internet and I got a sports book to respond to me that they've even created a prop for me, Pat on uh, Hovland to win by, I guess we'll call it more uh, two and a half strokes. So it's Hovland a- to win by three or more strokes. What, is, um, what does that pay? Not enough, but 35 to one. But I, as you always joked, when he wins, it'll be by like field goals and touchdowns. So I'm going to put a sprinkle on it, a small one, um, but, but I have bet Victor at 22 to one. That is the shortest bet that I have made this week. Um, maybe it is like I'm getting cocky and really just trying to call the big, the big win, but yes, the second place last week, I acknowledge there was never like a contending moment, like ever really like ever. So I'm not like overrating the second, but it's just such a consistent, like, um, Everything he does, man, everything he does. And he is just, I'm in love. I'm not going to lie right now. Like I am smitten from head to toe with this guy. And there have been some bad incidents on the weekend that have held him back. But I, I'm ready for, for absolute blast off. He does it. The long straight, hit the green, let's go. Like 
a course that suits everything Rory does. You're the guy that said, no, this guy's like mini Rory. It's funny. They're the same price, but I'm in my chips are in the middle for bit for BDV. So looking back at the past champions, it's a kind of weird mix of guys. Remember when like JB, I mean, the, people don't know the crossover course for this one is Riviera uh, guys that play well at Riviera play well at Quail Hollow and vice versa. The masters you can also look at probably as a tertiary course. And that's a very limited field, but JB has won the both. Max Homa has now completed that double. I think Phil has won here twice. James Han! has two career wins. They've come at those two courses. So there's something to it. I don't know exactly what it is, but we know that Bryson plays well at Riviera. We know that JT, you know, he gagged it to JB Holmes. I'm just looking at Rom. I'm looking at Xander. Like the top of this board is pretty spicy. And then there's Rory who got his breakthrough win on tour at this course. Ricky Fowler got his breakthrough win at this course, who else did it? Uh, I guess not necessarily James Hahn. This is where you know what's funny, did, Pat. But that if Homa pulled, if Homa pulled it off yesterday, we're probably like Homa breakthrough. Like he fits it. Like big ceiling breakthrough winner. Like uh, I was almost preparing on Saturday night for the types of conversations we would have about him because guys don't win like two times in the actual season. Maybe in the swing season they can pull off a couple, like we've seen now or Todd Father do and get hot um get healthy Todd father hopefully he's not kicked out of the PGA now with that COVID but but um yeah like you go guys don't like guys in that back mid-tier sort of winning once in a year is honestly like it's so hyper rare for them to do it twice in a year I know Kazire did it, but that might have even also been swing season. Yeah, that was OHL. Like, really, that, that was OHL and Sony. Yeah, it is. I mean, but Homa has two. But, but he has two wins. Of, but he has one here, one at Riviera. Yeah, no, and I'm saying he's won here. He's won Riviera, and if he won yesterday, I don't know what sort of conversation we might be having, or or should maybe be having about um, Max. But coming into the year, like when we did our fantasy draft. Like, I mean, a one-win season for Max would have been, like, I don't know, everything for me. So the fact that this guy, like, does not stop, guy is amazing. I, like, yeah, I don't know. He, I just rambled on Max. I'm not betting him, but, man, he impresses me every week. He doesn't have to win to impress me. Winning's hard. But I am so, like, enamored with him. Like, he he... He's almost done last year what like Hatton this year, what like Hatton did last year, like just completely changed tears for me and where you were. Maybe Hatton was probably better, though. I probably thought higher of Hatton a year ago, but he's that middle, middle, middle tier pro that's completely changed like his tier in, in my eyes. So, yeah, go Max. Out of all the players past 24 rounds looking at Fantasy National right now, just at Riviera alone, T to green, average per round, the top five players in the field are Hovland, Bubba. Now. I'm, it's not a, I'm just going to tell you the answer to them. Oh, I'm guessing. <laughs> Hovland, Bubba, Bryson, Fleetwood, and Gooch are your top five mm. per round at Riviera of players who are in this field. Really? Finau's had so many good runs at Riff. Yeah, I guess guess he's had some bad ones too. Where is Finau is tenth on that list? Okay. 
The issue I'm having, yeah, no, so- my issue is that like I look at the favorite tier, and I, we haven't even talked about Rom or Xander as a part of this, or Rory for Christ's sake. But I think I would rather just take my shots like starting at thirty and moving back from there. Then I can have like two of those guys or three of those guys, and just you know bet four guys this week, be like 30, 33, 33, 40, and be on my way. I've bet Hovland, I've bet a guy at 40, and I've bet a guy at 80. So I've got, I can make a big move, whether it be Bryson, or I feel like I can add a couple bullets in that 35-40 to one range still. So I'm excited to uh, talk through it here. So it would be, so it's Hovland for sure for you. Bryson, yes. I mean, it should be Rom, but I'll take the extra six points with Bryson rather than take Rom. I think this is a nice course for Bryson, to tell you the truth. And then you just yeah, have to. Rom is um, a lot of like baby swag. Like you could argue if you're pro baby swag, like this is a great spot. Like the Masters was so close that now there's almost um, like a settling down. But I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not there at that short. I'd rather bet Justin. And out of all of them, I'd rather bet Bryson. But obviously, I love Rom. But I'm not. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not there. I mean, Rom just continues to. He hasn't won yet this year. He hasn't won since the BMW last year. But I mean, this is one of the harder courses on tour. It's one of the longer courses on tour. These seem like Rom courses. Like he won that at the BMW. What was the Olympia Fields? And he won at Memorial when they made Memorial play as difficult as possible. I would expect it to be hard this week. And he has one start. I think at this tournament, maybe it was that 2017 year he came forth. It was 2017 that he came forth. Yeah. How, how do you finish in the PGA I'm not, championship? I'm not going to, I'm not bashing Rom one bit. I find Xander interesting. Um, was, was his last start the masters? We've seen him since. Where do I feel like I've seen him? I think that was Zurich. it. No, he played. He was had, well, with Cantley, right? Oh okay. yeah. They, they had the big final day. Yeah. No, I'm just, I knew I saw him. Yeah. This is also like that, that perfect Xander course. Um, I could feel it there. I've, I've been thinking about him also, but I don't know. As would, of now, I have bet Hovland, and I would be most tempted to bet Bryson. Would this be... I know he's won the Tournament of Champions, and he's won a WGC. I feel like I'm missing one in here somewhere. No, he won the Tour Championship, but he didn't win the FedEx Cup. I feel like this might actually be his best win if he won. Who are we talking about now? Xander. Oh, 100%. Oh, no. Hold on a second. Tour championship, Greenbrier, a WGC in like Asia. I could make the case. I could, yeah, I could, you could like convince me. If I was like a newbie golf fan or like a, like a mediocre golf fan, like you could talk to me for two minutes and, and convince me that is true. Uh, yeah, sure. The WGC is, I mean, winning the tour championship is huge, obviously, but it's a field of what, 30 people that he beat. He beat a field of like 27 people at the tournament of champions. Like the WGC field is a good field, but it was the one in China that doesn't have everyone that's over at it. And obviously this is a better tournament than the Greenbrier. I don't know. It's just, I I just want to see him put together a cut event win. That's not the Greenbrier, which doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah, no, I, I don't know what to say. I, I think we spoke about it the morning after the Masters that like he even didn't even let Nance or whoever it was in Butler Cabin like ask him the question. Like he answered it before the question could be asked. Like you got out in front of it, but I thought that was also he was like, no, like you got um 
about how he doesn't win and how he's always contending. And he's like, you might think this is like another example of that, but this was me like just building on myself for something. I don't know. I felt it was like a very weird, like he's, he's very hard on himself. And I don't, I don't know. I, I would, I've considered betting him this week. I think he's a perfect, a perfect course fit. He does actually a lot of the same. Call me wrong with it. Like aren't him and Hovland like very similar in that sense? Like just long and, and great irons. And I don't know. I like Hovland more though. I, I, I like, my money's I, there. I, I like Hovland more too. I think you're going to see more consistent putting and chipping at a Xander where you just have no idea what happens with Vic as soon as he misses the green. It's just he happens to hit most of the greens in regulation, so it's not that big of a deal. But and uh, he's chipping in at like a Mackenzie Hughes sixty foot putt rate. This is true. But you also have Webb, who's 20 to 1. He finished, I think he finished second that year that Rory just went like bananas in the final round and won by nine. Is this where he hurt himself at the pool the day before or something? No, I think that was the Greenbrier. <laughs> this is a home course, though. They're all home courses. He's like Mick Foley. Every, every place that he goes to, he's from that town. Um, yeah, no, I, Webb, a lot of things point to Webb. I don't know. I'm just at this price. I'd rather I, I'm just in for the sexier guys that don't win that win less like a Hovland or Shoffley. So I've seen Rory as low as 20. We doing Rory. You asking me if I'm betting Rory? I don't think so, but I wouldn't be surprised. And I don't know. I mean, I'm already thinking about what happens this week and how it affects his PGA championship odds. Because as we spoke about in the lead-up, Pat, these two courses are two, like, premier Rory tracks. Yes, he's slumping, but now he's going to courses he absolutely loves. So if he shows, like, serious life here this week, he'll drop, jump right into those top three, I think, for the PGA. Because um, players of this caliber, like, you don't need to see extended form. Like, he hasn't disappeared like Spieth did. Like, you don't want to see months of form. You're just like, if I see a sign of life, like I'd be ready to believe it. But I don't know. feels weird. I'd rather bet Victor. I have bet Victor. I stared at that Rory 20 and I'll keep staring at it. One of the worst things about getting older is, well, responsibility is the absolute single worst thing about getting older. But a close second is having a few adult beverages, maybe going a bit late into the night than the next morning. Not great. So toast. Before you drink, gummies are delicious, candy-quality gummy bears, except unlike other gummies, these gummies are designed to restore key nutrients and support your liver so you can celebrate and still feel great. Before you drink, gummies taste great. Toast partnered with a premier American candy maker to make them, and it shows because these gummies are as tasty as they are effective. Before you drink, gummies are based on the latest science empowered by natural ingredients like milk thistle and matcha green tea. Toast partnered with Dr. Joris Verster, the founder of the Alcohol Hangover Research Group and longtime clinical researcher to develop their proprietary formula using only the best science-backed ingredients. Before you drink gummies or the gummy bear snack that's got your back, every order ships free, and if you don't love them, they'll refund you, no questions asked. So before you go for your next round of golf with the guys or have a few beers while watching the game, go to alwaystoast.com, alwaystoast.com, and use promo code MAYO for 20% off. 
We're all trying to eat better, but healthy breakfast doesn't have to be boring. Magic Spoon has amazing flavors you love, but without all the bad stuff. Zero grams of sugar, 13, 14 grams of protein, only four net grams of carbs in each serving, only 140 calories per serving, too. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. And we've got exciting news. Magic Spoon has released a super delicious new flavor, birthday cake. Birthday Cake Magic Spoon will be available in a special five-pack for a limited time only. So get it while you can. Or just build your own box. Available flavors include coca, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, and cinnamon. I would just get all of the fruity kind. I love the fruity Magic Spoon. It's great. And if you're listening from Canada, where I am, Magic Spoon now ships there as well. So go to magicspoon.com slash mayo to grab the new limited edition birthday cake or a custom bundle of cereal to try today. And be sure to use our code, promo code mayo, at checkout to save $5 off your order. This offer is now good anywhere in the U.S. or Canada, but only when you use our code at checkout. And Magic Spoon's so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash mayo and use code mayo, that's M-A-Y-O, to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Yeah, I'm going to stare at Bryson at 15 or 16 in some spots, but I don't know if I'm going to get there. Let's talk this 20 to 40 range. Cause this is the one that I'm really intrigued about. Cause I don't want to have to make the tough choice in this range. Cause there's like three or four guys that I really like, and I can just make my card of these guys. So it's Finau who's cuss pick for one and done this week. Uh, if people that are wondering, sucks. Oh, sorry. Thank you for reminding me. Hold on people. If you believe in the curse, this isn't like a logical reason to bet Hovland in reality. But he was cussed one and done last week. And when you consider being cussed and you finish second, like in some nations, that's a win. Third. Like in some cussed orbits, like you almost need to give him win credit based on what dangers lurk for you when you've been cussed. So he's been cussed. He came second. Like the guy's got superpowers. I know it's crazy. And I've bet him this week. All right. So back to back to this part of the board. All right, so back to Finau. He's 26 to 1. Will Z is 28. Cantley is 30. Reed is 30. Connors is 33. Answer, Homa, and Neiman, and Tringali. Cameron Tringali. 35 to 1. And then Sungjae is 45 to 1. Cameron Tringali. 10 points higher on the betting board than Sungjae. And never thought I'd see the day. Uh, I don't agree with that, by the way. I would much rather, not that I'm going to bet either of them, but I would much much rather bet Sungjae at 45 than bet Tringali at 35. But the first thing I looked at... You got to shop. If you like Tringali, shop it. I've seen it like 50 and above. But yeah, I don't know. DK's getting the love for Tringali. He's like the new Connor. Yeah, and although Connors is 33 right now. So the first thing I did this morning, was, or on Monday morning when the odds first came out, uh, I saw Neiman at 40, and I just, I hit it. I put that on Twitter, like, that's going to be my my bet for this week. Like, he's just consistently so close. These are the types of courses that I want to play him at. And again, this tournament has been a launching pad for guys who go on to have really good careers. And I know Ricky's kind of in the tank right now, but... 
obviously Ricky is still Ricky is going to be a good player no, but again. When at some they point. won, you have to consider when they won. Like it's not fair to judge Ricky now. Like when he won, it was a launching pad feeling moment to what people felt his ceiling was. Yes. So Neiman, I mean, on at 40, I'd still bet him at 35. I have no problem with that. I think Zalatoris might win. Uh, he is, it's almost like 10 points more, but it's very similar to Victor, right? Like, it's just a lot of the same, just perfect. Like, piercing drives, immaculate irons, probably more consistent irons. Uh, yeah, no, I've... Uh, you know, I, I think he'd be pretty popular this week. It's like you, you can bet Hovland or Xander at 20 or you bet this guy at 30 and you don't feel like you're losing a ton of win equity. Like you just really don't. That's the reality of it. I also bet Neiman Pat. I was just part of, oh, that, that looked big 40 out of the gate T eight last week. He watching the featured groups. He was like, he was out driving Dustin. It was crazy, but it shouldn't be because you look at the stats. He's eighth in driving distance on the season, and we know how he can attack these long courses. I think he's primed for a big moment at the PGA in a couple weeks, and I guess I'm just going to protect that thought and be part of betting him this week. He was my one and done last week. Um, so, you know, I've, I've had a good vibe about him, you know, in this little stretch, and while this field is harder – um, that 40 was enticing. And like you, the 35, I would still, I would still be on, um, in many ways. Like, wouldn't you even put answer with Connors and Tringali? Like, um, but you might even believe his ceiling is higher. Well, I would put answer with Connors and Tringali. Like, I mean, just like how consistent they are. I mean, I, I think they're I, all. I've talked about, I think we, this is something that either we've talked about already or we'll talk about on tomorrow's show. But I just think that Connors and answer are like basically the same guy. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not, I can't really dispute it. I guess like six months ago, you would have probably felt answer ceiling was higher. I don't know if like, if, if that presence cup doesn't happen, maybe like, do we have a different, like a lesser opinion of answer? Like you just get that sort of peak TV time that sort of Connors has had in the last month. Like the presence cup did for answer what the hole in one at the masters did for Connors. <laughs> I, I guess. So well, I think I was just talking about them being president's cup teammates. Cause they would be a good team together just because their games are so similar. Like Connors is playing better than answer is. And the fact that Connors has started to putt just a little bit and not losing consistently. It, yeah. Consistently. I, mean, I, I, can, I don't know what know, he did yeah. last week, but I, I can look into what he did last. No, week. he putted fine. And he didn't, I mean, listen, his number was short. The expectations were high. A couple guys sort of lapped the field a bit heading into the weekend. Um, but he 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 was he was I think he finished T twenty one, which was. was kind of a joke because he just missed the real safe T twenties. But if, if, if you look if you look at like the the breakdown of his numbers, he gained three point two strokes off the tee. He gained five strokes on approach. He lost three strokes around the greens. And he lost a half stroke putting. The the putting has been like losing a half stroke putting doesn't bother me whatsoever. That's fine for Corey Connors, you know? especially if he's going to get back in the positives. But this is, I mean, it's a Neiman problem. It's a Connors problem. It's a Hovland problem is that if they get it going bad around the greens, like they, they legit chip themselves out of tournaments. Yes, it is true. But when I'm betting on those guys, I'm betting on a ceiling. 
Like I've bet Neiman, he made five, he gained over five and a half strokes putting last week. That is amazing. I am betting on the ceiling of him doing the driving that eighth on tour and driving distance with those irons that I know that are sort of what he made his name on. And what I will hope is an informed putter. That is what I am, am willing to go to the wall with here. I, I sense you're interested in Sungjae. And I'm seeing like 45 to ones available, which seems quite strong. But like every, it seems like there've been so many events this year where for like two rounds, he's great. And for one round, he's fine. And he just sort of completely kills himself at some point in these tournaments. Yeah, it's it's really strange. I, I bet on on him last week, and like I was, I thought that he going into the weekend, I was like, oh, he's in prime position. He's actually going to win this. And then uh, obviously he didn't. He I think he got it to like nine under. He was like one back or two back of the leaders. They made like a double bogey, then bogeyed like three more holes, and that was the end of Sungjae. No, the guy that I have interest in because I was looking at Rory's number because Rory's numbers started to dip. And when we actually hit winners back in the day, uh, right out of COVID, it was, let's just catch the falling star. Who's the star that's being oh, I know wildly who undervalued? I don't know where the hell his game is at, but you brought up Xander at the Zurich, and they had the really nice Sunday yeah. uh, shooting the best round of the day, and they really seemed like they got things clicking. I mean, don't Paul's just knocking shit over. Oh, did the light fall yeah, behind Yeah, it's a drift. Yep. Yeah. Brand new studio, lights are falling. Patrick Cantley's at 30 to 1. I don't That's know drift. where his game is at. It could be in the tank, but that is a number I never thought that I would see in a tournament like this in a really long time. Like those are the same numbers that he's going off at majors in. And if this is if I'm gonna believe that this is a comp course for the Riv, I mean, isn't he yeah. the guy that we always like at Riviera? Yes, you're you're 100 percent right, sort of in Jonesing to have a conversation with you. Um, that has been a comment. Cantley is the that uh, he is the drift. He is that that drift that we wait for. That for whatever reason, if Xander played two weeks, probably wouldn't get here. Um, I mean, what he he crushed souls at the players. He was an abomination at the Masters. Do we know anything? Is there any way to quantify Zurich? No, because I'm willing to like give a free pass, like with any kind of life. But but yeah, as I mentioned to you, my card that had um already Neiman and and Hovland on it, I I had in my head thought of potentially betting two of Finau, Zalatoris, Cantley, Reed, like just pick two of those guys um in the 30s to win consistently, um to don't one's a bit of an unknown on his ability to win yet uh but yeah no all those guys are attracted to me and cantley being with them screams uh the best probably i mean clearly the biggest drift right i mean zalatoris reed and fino feel like they've been stapled in this price range for a few weeks now into the season cantley is entering it and you mentioned that is where the wins came from, where we used to be half decent. Hmm. Three straight missed cuts, because he also played the Heritage the week after the Masters and was terrible there, too. So it's been a really bad go. But like before that, it's so good. So I don't know what's wrong with him. Is he hurt? Is he going through a swing change? I have no clue. But I'm going to see the 30. I'm going to bet that. So that's going to make Will Zalatoris 28, Cantley 30. I'll shop for better numbers on these. And I'm already in on Neiman. You're not going to find 
the 30 is the peak on 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 Cantley. That makes sense. On Cantley, I want to say, and and listen, Reed. Sometimes you even think you can get a higher than the 30 on Reed Pat, but you think that he would be discounted at some of these longer courses, but man, can he really sometimes play his best golf at these long, really difficult tracks? I'm not betting him. It's kind of gotten to the point where Reed winning feels like I've won money anyway without having to bet him. Um, and I, I don't know. I'd rather bet. I feel like Cantley or Zalatoris at this moment in time. But um, Reed, I feel like, again, going to be totally discounted, especially in all the games. Yeah, it's always tough with Reed. Like, these are the types of courses where he plays really well. Like, when he won at Torrey Pines, it's a long, hard course. That's where he played really well. I, I'm pretty sure that in the PGA Championship, when it was played here, he was inside the top five. I think it may have been his first top 10 ever at a major. No, wait, did he win the Masters earlier that year or did he win it the year after? Now I can't even remember what's going on. With no, that was not the same year as... Uh... It was 2017 was the PGA yeah. Championship year here. I think it was oh, the he first... Might have done... I think it was the first yeah. time that he finished inside the top 10 of a major was that one. Then he won the Masters the next time the major season came around in 2018. I think that's how it ended up going down. I could be off on that. You guys have the internet. You can figure it out. But uh, he was the last guy that I was thinking that if I go... Zalatoris, Neiman, Cantley. Those are my three favorites. Do I just chuck Reed on there too? And those are my four guys. I, I don't. Uh, yeah. I, I, listen, I know we kind of say this. I've got some names that I'm looking forward to, to discussing, but it doesn't feel like uh, going much north of like 45 to one is going to find you your winner, Pat. I mean, it just it, feels in, like unless, fe- unless you can find your. James Hahn or Derek Ernst, both winners here. Uh, I bet two guys above 50 to one. I just saw the names. I was like, oh, yeah, sure. But let's talk the 50 to 100 right now. Is this field not the heart one of like just the way it's set up as pretty much that PGA championship tune up event? Like, I know we didn't get it last year. And and the field here is never like weak. It's a lot of. um you almost just get that Carolina crew in showing up and then some, but this has to be the strongest Wells Fargo field in a while, like in years. Yeah. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, I, I, I would have to rack my brain to go back and think about it. What's has Bubba ever played here before? He missed the cut at the PGA championship and he missed the cut in 2013 at this course. He surprised me at Valspar. He's been playing great. I've seen a few people bet him. Uh, I think that's going to be real boomer bust. Like, I think it could end early or you're going to have some fun. I'm not there, but uh, I got nothing bad to say about it. He's playing really well. He's playing really well. Um, I only have one guy. The Riviera win. Yeah, he has the Riviera win. The only guy that I bet from down here, I got him at 110 to one. He's 90 to one on DraftKings Sportsbook. That's fine. Uh, Joel Damon, I'm betting. Okay. The only bet I made was that uh, I want to say 90. He's now 80 is uh, Matt Wallace. Oh, I thought you were going to say Ricky Fowler. He's 70. Matt Wallace on DraftKings Sportsbook. I think this is a nice course for Matt Wallace. Yeah, he's got some nice runs lately, Pat. Third at Valero. Um, He was 
he he where he was in that final group with Spieth, and we know how well he struck the ball that week. He was fourth going into Sunday at the Heritage, and then really fell off Sunday. So I'll just sort of say he had a really good week at the Heritage. He still stayed in the top twenty, but he was T four going into Sunday, and this is a course I would argue suits him more than the other courses where he's played well at, uh, where he he's just in form, and just a long a long course, a long. Hard, um, par 71, whether, I mean, I could nitpick into his U.S. Open at Bethpage in 19 or, or an API run, but, but I feel like his form on a course that, that actually, where I believe he has the best chance to actually win events. So I'm in on Wallace. Okay. I, I mean, I can be sold on Wallace, but I think I'm going to go back and hit that like 30 to 40 range a little bit more. So it leaves me kind of barren here, considering I've already yeah, I don't really want to do much back here. Yeah, um, is, is there anyone that kind of stands out? Like, do, do you just go back to Keegan and hope this is the week? I mentioned Fleetwood popped up. Uh, it's really not hard to twist your arm to get you to bet Tommy. Nope. And it's 70 to one. That is pretty big. I think he's right around Ricky. Um, I've seen some love for Grio. I can't bet there. I'd rather just bet Keegan. I don't know why I'm comparing them, but <laughs> other than the fact their number is the same, um, I don't know. I think Rillo will play great, and then he'll just give a hole the middle finger on like a seven-footer that didn't break how he needed it on the weekend. Well, um, Fleetwood's super interesting to me because I think Tim used him as the one-and-done at the Heritage. Remember he was like five over at the Heritage after round Yeah, then he had, a, he had a great battle on fr- on Friday, but came up short, right? Yeah, I think he had almost like the round of the day on Friday, and he was pretty good with Willett at the Zurich. I'm, listen, 70 to one? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking here. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, I'm in. I'm in on Tommy at 70. You can have Wallace, I'll have Tommy Fleetwood. I'll use your own guy against you. No, I'm not. I'm going to bet Tommy also. Okay. So Tommy boy, 70. You, you said you didn't have to twist my arm too hard to make a case. I don't. Yeah. Um, I'll find a better number than 72. I, I guarantee you. I don't know, really? 54. Ugh. Well, I don't think you're going to, man. 70, I looked at the board a bit is, this week. I always try to find where my guys are in case I want to go to them. You you couldn't sell yourself on Ricky at the same number? I'd rather bet um I'd rather bet Tommy, but I don't know. I could make a donation to chair in the name of charity. What's the charitable partner of this week's tournament? I can donate to them. I like to do that when I'm betting Ricky. Hmm. I don't know, man. Ricky. I'm not betting Ricky. I'm just putting that, that Yeah, that right just now. seems like such an enormous ask, right? Like, at least I'm not comparing him to Spieth at all. Like, I am not. I'm not, like, insane person. But, but like, at least, like, you got to, I don't know, this kind of backfired with Hideki, who somehow won the biggest tournament, um, which is great, and I'm thrilled about. You got to, like, get life and contend. Like, you got to build up to, like, winning versus this field, right? Like, you got to build up to a win like this that's so yeah i can i can't bet ricky fowler right give me a little bit of life this week and i don't know he's got that special exemption into the pga pad they just hooked him 
Why wouldn't they? I I saw people complaining this week about that like jabroni who cried after qualifying for the Valspar last week that he missed the cut. And then he earned a sponsor's exemption into the whatever courses that whatever the tournament colonial is called, the Charles Schwab. They gave me a sponsor's exemption into that. Like the sponsor's exempt exemptions are there for people that might bring some press to the tournament. And now people like know who this guy is. So he's in. Yeah, 100%. There literally used to be so like the sponsor could let some like local kid play and like get written up in the in the home paper. Like um yeah, I don't I don't got any beef. I don't I don't indulge in in um the sponsor exemption arguments. I don't care. Well, if we go I the- don't like honestly, I don't like even think about the guys that are 800 to 1 or 500 to 1. Like I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. Play whoever you want bombs 100 to 1 plus i bet jb holmes at 350 to 1 with the top five each way because maybe it's one of those jb weeks we know this is a course where he plays well at and i saw 350 to 1 so i was in my guy justin sir ended up with a spot in this field this is final sponsors exemption he needs a t8 or better to i guess continue to get sponsors exemptions which i really need for our season-long fantasy draft so i might just bet justin sir top 10 He's 200 to one to win this event. The only other guy I really wanted to look at, I see him at 140 to one and maybe the top five, maybe I'll just each way it and get a piece of the top five with it. If we talk about Riviera and then like this type of course, doesn't Molino, I was going to say Molinari. Doesn't he play well at these types of courses? Uh, sure. Didn't he know. just play well at the masters? Yeah, he's alive. Like if you go back, if you go and look at where he has played well so far this season, it's really bizarre. He played; he was eighth at the Amex, and then he was top ten at Torrey Pines. He was top ten at Riviera, and he hasn't really been good at anything since. He made Apparently the cut. He lives Masters. in California now, so he's just good at California courses. Yeah, I don't know. That's sort of like I, I don't know. People were trying to find reasons for that hot streak at the time. Um, but yeah, it's kind of surprising that he wasn't able to pull any of that momentum from from the West Coast um, out here. I don't know. I'm well, not he, really... he only played a few times. Like he played the players, he missed the cut. He played API, he missed the cut. But the courses where he did play at were like long, hard courses. Not like he sucked at Pebble. He was T59 at Pebble. I'm, yeah, I'm not ignoring you. I haven't left. I, I've got nothing. I've got nothing to add. Um, just in front of a hundred to one. No, we've already passed that. No, we've already passed that. I asked you if there was any more guys, and you said no. I guess I thought he might have been a hundred to one. Um, does Varner interest you at all? No. Does he interest you? I don't know. I just saw him talking about how this means more to him than a major. So I guess that just means lots of pressure, even if he happened to contend. Listen, he's one of those guys like Reed is for you. If HV3 wins, I'm going to be happy. I like HV3. Yeah, I think we all would be. But I'm not. What what would lead you to believe that he is winning this event? Because he really wants it. Does that work for anyone? No, no, no. I'm not. I wasn't. I'm not. I'm not betting him. I will like probably T20 him. I think he's going to play well. Or even like DFS him overexpose myself there. But I'm not, yeah, I don't I don't see the win coming. I tell you the tour would probably like it as much as anyone who bets on him, if not more. Um 
I did say cut you off and say Lanto, but Lanto and Cam Davis, Pat. But let's talk about Cam Davis, 150 to 1. Isn't he just like a really long driver who can crush those irons? Yeah, he's a really long driver. Terrible short game, at least recently. Um, I don't really know what to make of him. He's been, he's kind of, it's funny because he's kind of like Burns in a way. Obviously, Burns was playing a lot better, but he had this like nice little run. We all kind of got on him. He's been pretty mediocre like he's been just bleeding strokes with his irons and when he was running good he was gaining like five six four every single week now he's losing a stroke four strokes three strokes on his approaches like i can't have that yeah fair enough he's uh, one of nine players in the field averaging over uh, one stroke gained ball striking on courses over 7400 yards in his last 24 rounds Oh, are you, uh, who sent you those fantasy national stats? Uh, yeah, exactly. This is all from fantasy national. Uh, yeah, but I know that, I know that you're not using it. So who is sending you this? And I know my buddy, Andy Lack just sent me, uh, <laughs> I was listening to some good stuff. Listen, these are numbers. I, I am, I'm pretty much, re- um, confident or I bet where we're going to get sort of back in that my bets will be focused on hoping that winner is coming from essentially like 20 to 50 to one. I'm not really um, investing here, but I do think Davis's strengths do, do line up well. And he's a, uh, if you're asking me for over a hundred to one, it would be him. It would be him. So okay. that's my bomb recommendation. Did you get any blowback from the Custies? Because Tim has been saying that you came off more insane than him. No, people haven't. Maybe they're messaging me, like messaging without putting me on the message. Maybe there's this whole internet discussion taking place about that. Uh, but no one has, has reached out to me really about it, which maybe is concerning. I don't, I don't know. I'm excited. I, I enjoyed the Custies. I watched a bit of it already. I'll finish watching it. I can't wait for us to get together to do the schedule release, which comes out on May 12th. Um, Tim is like over the moon about his draft. So he's probably going to give us like nine, 10 wins. (laughs) And I, I, yeah, I'm fired up. I saw a schedule leak of the Cleveland Browns, Pat, that has the Chargers Browns playing Sunday night football. So I'm already fired up. I can't wait. I can't wait. we got a major coming. I'm good. So we'll Everything do we'll, we'll do the schedule release show next week. So we'll film that next Wednesday night. So that'll come out on Thursday or even Wednesday evening with Cust. I'd like to have Cust in studio, but I am still under 14 day isolation. I don't have a set that's big enough for. I mean, it's barely big enough for me to, to fit Cust on here. Would just not be good news. We were gonna film a thing where like I put my camera like underneath the stairs in my basement, so it's like farther back, so I can add some depth in the shop. But we we're gonna make that the Cust corner down there underneath the stairs. It's like creepy little room that's underneath there. We can film him hiding out. Like he's fucking mankind or something. Yeah, I'm here for I'm here for all of it. But as you said, I would understand if you want to keep him away and not like curse your your studio. He well, before I showed up, he came in and brought I got some of those Bowflex adjustable weights. So he came in, I bought them off Facebook, and he went and got them for me and dropped them off. So thank you, Tim. So those are probably cursed. They that probably- must have been like your your weights. Like he lifts five pound weights. You probably bought like stacks of like I'm imagining it was a very heavy job for Tim. Now they're fifty five pounds each, so he can move them. 
He needed a sip of tea after he. <laughs> he, had, he had to take one to his scoop. car, have a tea, and then go back and get the other one. So that's probably how it ended up working out. Um, quick picks for the week. Make sure I write down the fucking time. Go to this. Oh, people just people, you, you don't have your picks. Here are my. No, picks. I have my picks. I'm just worried. I hope I haven't used Hovland in one and done. I can look it up for you right now. But but I don't know. I, I guess I'm ready. I could start. You you have not used Hovland in the one and done. So yeah, that's the one and done because I'm gonna bet him to win by three or more strokes at thirty-five to one. On top of my twenty to one or twenty-two to one, um, Hovland wager. I've also bet on Neiman at forty and Wallace at eighty. So those are three bets that are in. I can do anything I want, and that's either going to be dropping the hammer on Bryson. That's the guy like under twenty. I think we're gonna get. I think we're battling with with the big names this week. So I'm either going to drop that hammer or I'm going to just pick a couple guys, Willie Z, Cantley, Finau, um, probably would be two of those three. So Bryson or two of those other three are probably going to rake out my card. I'm not wasting money down the board. We've had sink and we've had burns and I don't know what's going to happen next week at, at, at the Byron. Like that's like you joked off the top that's exhibition, but we're back to like uh, big game hunters hunting the checks and the trophies. Can we get a number on Dustin Johnson at the PGA championship? Cause I, I, no. looked, I looked into his numbers as the, I, that was, he was the one guy that I was kind of following. I was like, Oh, he's back. He just needs to putt now. Yeah. He did a lot. I watched a lot cause he was in the featured group and, um in thursday friday yeah it seems like it's all like creeping towards winning because we know dustin i mean the the people should hope when he wins one like there's usually like another one that's going to come quickly after right he he doesn't just win one standalone event it feels like no he wins he he wins in clusters but i mean he hasn't won yet this year that would end his streak if he if he doesn't win so one of them is coming for him so here's my card i got zelatoris neiman and cantley 28 40 and 30 tommy fleetwood i talked myself into him oh i'm betting fleetwood yeah sorry I got Joel. Da- I got Joel yeah. Damon, 110 to one with the each way. Molinari at 140, JB at 150, Justin Su top 10, and then I might go Reed or I might go Bryson, but I may go neither at the same time. Uh, those are the. I'm going to pick one of those two or none of those two, but that's where my head is at right now. Subscribe to the newsletter; it's free. It's in the description. I'm going to release my betting card on that on Wednesday evening. So you can check that out along with the weather uh, and everything like that. There's a DraftKings guy that I find or someone tells me about. I'll throw them out there for you guys. So, you know, I, I got to switch up. Oh, I bet Guido on the European tour too. Just cause. The only bet I made in Europe. And I think I might just have a one-man Guido card. And they're in the same course. It's so weird. I don't know. He's the only guy I feel like I'm beholden to at the moment. And I don't really care to bet it because I think I'm going to be overexposed with losers on the PGA. Yeah, I mean, that tends but to But I happen. should be trusting. Uh, I should be tr- Tune in to the European Tour Picks and Bet Show on Mayo Media Network. Subscribe to Mayo Media Network, by the way. Like the episodes as well. But Tom and Sky came out with that show on Monday evening. Broke it all down. It's a very short show. It's like 28 minutes, I think. So go check that out. You can subscribe to their podcast as well. I, I'd highly recommend it. Now, I mean, we're not going to get, was it, wasn't a, yeah, we're not going to get a Skyfecta because he lost last week. But, you know, three or four wouldn't be so bad. 
Yeah, he's just running. He's running hot through uh, the Canary Islands. I see. I don't I, know, man. I, I thought I was going to win. Our, I, I thought I was going to win going into Sunday. My guy, Big Cock Croc, was like three shots back. I was like, let's fucking go, pal. And I think he shot like plus two at the easiest course the ever. Fuck is betting this guy? Who? I'm trying to find the, a good Fleetwood number, and all my books have like really bad ones, Pat. I got 70 sitting in front of me. You want me to bet it for you? That book has a 70? Yep. Uh, hold on. I'll get back to you on okay. that. <laughs> you, you shoot me a text tomorrow. Yeah. I don't know. I think I've got nothing. I got nothing else. Good players are going to win. All right, one and done picks of the week. Remember to enter your picks in the race for the Mayo Cup. I don't need to because I'm out because my picks are so bad. But either way, I'm still going to enter my picks anyway. I am going to take, well, Cust is taking Finau. You said you're taking Hovland? Yeah. I'm going to take Zalatoris as my one and done. And I'll find the Zalatoris, Jeff. I believe you will. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, sorry, was his last? Oh, his last start was Heritage Zalatoris. He played very well until okay. Sunday. Yeah, until Sunday, then he kind of gassed out of it. But yeah, he gassed. Yeah, he's got to re- recharge those batteries. Shucks, Zalatoris <laughs> can't leave. Yeah, Neiman. I like. I like. I like where your. Ha- I like your construct. It's all. Like it. It's all basically the same type of player. I'm just hoping that works this week. Yeah, but it's that player and that price range and. I don't know. You take a cluster of them and you avoid the top and just hope that, uh, like I do get, like I am as much as I don't want to bet Justin, I am prepared for him to just train this thing too. Of right? course. Same as Bryson, same as Rom. Like that's always the fear. Or if all of a sudden Rory just figures it out, he's won by nine at this tournament before. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't expect Xander to win by five, put it that way. Nope. Feels like that. It feels like if Xander wins, probably in a playoff. Mm-hmm. But like shorter hitters have played well here before. It wasn't the year that Han won? I think like Roberto Castro was the guy who was in the in it with him. I don't remember. It's all right. Thank you for doing this. We'll get you. We'll get the video up and running next week. We got to work on our flow. Uh, as it comes down to it, with you being on the other line, I can't see what you're doing. I, you sound like you're on your phone the entire time, but I can't even see because your video's not on. Yeah, so, no. I, I, I guarantee you, it, it, just knowing you for the past three minutes, you've not been listening to what I've been saying. You've been searching for Tommy Fleetwood numbers. That was happening like <laughs> six minutes ago. The last couple minutes, we have been exchanging words. Okay. G Feinberg 17. What do you got going on this week? If uh, FTNDaily.com, 10 p.m. on Wednesday evening? Yes, 10 p.m. on Wednesday and Friday afternoon at, uh, at 2. Exciting. Um, yeah. All right, buddy. It's good to chat. Should we do a draft recap show with Cust before the, or should we just make that all a part of the schedule preview? I like, I don't know. I mean, I'm like, he could pretend he's watched a ton of the players. Like I, I I have a lot to say, but I don't know anything. Like I've just been told to be pretty happy. So I'm happy. 
That's good. I mean, I don't know fucking anything about this stuff, but you know, I'll have my opinions on it because that's never stopping. I just did an hour on golf, me and you. What do I really know? Nothing. I never hit a winner, but I get paid to talk about it, so I'm going to talk about it. But I, I do. The schedule is so much fun to talk about. Oh yeah, and it's all happening. And I know other people don't care, but like post draft, we're now going to get some like big veteran signings. There's a lot of really good veterans that are that are still out out there so yeah it's all i don't know man i want football here bad so let's get that schedule should we reveal our two super bowl mvp or not super bowl mvp our regular season mvp bets uh i want to save it <laughs> well cust isn't gonna watch this show so he's not gonna know who we're betting okay i did bet it very small just for shits and giggles. So you bet Sam Darnold NFL MVP, and I will follow you on that. I'm also going to bet Tua NFL MVP, just to see what the Andercurse has going on. Uh, like if you watch the Custies on Monday, Tim talked about how you know like the Olympics is going to be so great. Then we said, you know, if the, if the Olympics gets canceled again, it's not going to be a good look for you, Tim. It'll be like the Andercurse of the year. I saw like eight people tested positive who were like the torchbearers already. Like it's not great. Not off to a hot start. No, I also just want to like quickly put it out there. It's a very small bet. Darnold 100 to 1. I'm truly just testing like the true powers of the Ander curse. Former second overall pick, now in a new spot where I mean, a, I mean, talk about an actual bomb squad, Pat. And now they got McCaffrey with Chuba Hubbard. Who Achuba, who you know, is Canadians, I'm a big fan of. And they drafted what the Terrence Marshall receiver. Um, yeah, they drafted a couple of players on offense who actually know who they are. And I think Darnold actually has a bomb squad with a really good offensive coach. Um, so I'm not actually believing in that, but I'm putting it out there right now. When they put out props like stat props on players, everything over on Darnold this year. Like, I we're gonna see what this curse is about being freed from it i should say that would be amazing if all of a sudden darnold was good he made like he comes into shape he no longer looks like he's i don't know gonna eat me it. yeah he doesn't look like feinberg anymore he doesn't they look got like a back tim traded me for a backstreet boy at quarterback <laughs> oh man sack shilson because the guy is not afraid to endorse anything <laughs> Cust has been taking a beating in our in our text thread about sack shilson about how he's a very good division two quarterback in a perfect world pat like i want it just like last time i know it's probably impossible but put him in prime time week one and i want the jets to kill like darnold's first game they destroyed the lions like i want wilson out like a cannon and then it all and then the words are just documented on film it would be nice I guess the thing would be, I was trying to think that, well, Cust has already called Zach Wilson Mahomes 2.0 and the good Mahomes, <laughs> and then he begged to get the Chiefs week one. So that's where <laughs> Cust is at right now. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm actually terrified of the league making me like a sacrificial lamb to the Chiefs week one so happy tim wants it all right that'll do it on the pat mayo experience from the from the new temporary studio and when i say temporary studio it's going to be this way for months until i buy a new studio create a new studio get it designed have the big set so we can fly jeff in pandemic over 
And I'll probably jazz this one up as we go along. I'll fix the audio and everything like that. I'm pretty sure it is that door that's right there in front of me that has no door on it as of yet because that's the thing, Jeff. And I told you, like, when I was moving here, we had to do the Yeah, two- you bought it as is, Pat, and, and you just showed did, up the other day. Didn't see the house before I bought it. Walked <laughs> yeah, in, and, and I'm stuck here for 14 days. I'm not allowed to go anywhere. So people can, like, drop stuff off. I'm not allowed to have contact with them. I got the pogey or the... The pogey coming in on on me every single day, like checking in, making sure I'm staying in. It's just an email form. They're not actually showing up. But, you know, I want to not give people COVID, although I'm pretty sure I've tested negative at this point like 300 times. But, like, I can't go out and get something to block the door. I have to wait two weeks before I can do that. Yeah, I hear you. Like, I wanted some Gatorade, but I can't go out and get Gatorade. Uh, 7-Eleven's on, like, Uber. It is, but, like, there's something about paying, like, five bucks per bottle of Gatorade that, like, I just don't want to do. All right. Well, I don't know. Put it on that. Put it on someone's grocery order and, uh, yeah, nothing. Li- and then toss that. Get that stuff ice cold. Not when you. It's such a weird thing to say, but if you're craving a Gatorade, like, that's a craving that sometimes just needs to be quenched, man. Like, I know the feeling. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just have a giant glass of, like, really cold water, and I think I'll be all right. Anyway, mm-hmm. we've kept it too long. I'm Pat Mayo. Yes. Thank you all for watching. You can follow Jeff on Twitter at gfeinberg17. Follow me at the PME. Sub to the newsletter. Play in the listeners' league link. Smash like, rate, and review. And check out all of the shows that are out on the Pat Mayo Experience and Mayo Media Network feeds all this week. The Custies, the Business of Golf, the Midseason Review, and then Friday, Owning Mahoney, Movie Club, recap so go watch the movie it's on youtube if you type it into youtube owning mahoney with philip seymour hoffman by the way it is the first movie in the gambling movie club and at the end of the show you'll find out what number two in the gambling movie club is going to be so there's a tease for you okay i'm pat mayo thanks for watching i'll see you next time experience experience